Welcome to the Vacation Impossible podcast. This is Sunday, January 20th, and we're here in Victoria at John's new house. Hi, John. Hey. So thanks for having us over. We're just taking a little uh, a little trip over from uh, uh, Vancouver City to Vancouver Island. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, the trip so far. How are you enjoying the trip so far? It's good. It was, uh, I've dubbed it the Escape to Victoria, and uh, it's been good. I haven't had any complaints so far. <laughs> What did you think of the uh, the hotel that you booked, the Rialto in uh, downtown Victoria? I really liked it. Um, you know, prices could have been a little bit better, <laughs> but um, um, yeah, no, I, I really liked the room. I felt really clean and spacious. Uh, it came with a, comes with a cheese plate, so um, I'm pro cheese plate. Did you say it came with cheese? It, it came did. With cheese. Your hotel came with cheese. My hotel came with cheese. That's a rarity. Right? That's a rarity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when you're shell- and, shelling out, was it 160 like, bucks? You get cheese. That I is get a cheese. Serious <laughs> upgrade from the mint on the pillow. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and it was like good cheese too. How much did, you got to pay to get the whole charcuterie board? Uh, I don't know. Meats and cheeses would be delightful. Oh yeah. I don't we know. have humble needs. But it was great. By the time we got there, it was. Uh, free parking and so yeah there's street no, parking there's no uh, parkade or anything like that at the hotel uh, i guess it's kind of the way it is for downtown victoria ish ish okay some places have parking some places don't yeah as i understand right. it's changing yeah. yeah parking the parking situation in downtown victoria is a contentious issue with all victorians because of the um uh, they put in a lot of bike lanes so a lot of parkings have been removed they're putting in these traffic easement things or slow down things, which mm-hmm. is also removing more parking spaces. Um, but the parking downtown that we do have is is, is all right. There's a number yeah, of city lots, yeah. number of city lots that are free on the weekends. Yeah, no, um, we we got completely free yeah, parking. Street parking is free on Sundays and anytime after six. Uh, and they make the parking downtown a lot easier um, because it's not like the standard, you know, go plunk coins into a meter at your spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to go to a, a little pay station, or you can use an app to pay for it. So, for example, when I go to see a movie downtown at the Capital Six, um, you know, you can only have so much to get an hour and a half, I think, max at, at a lot of the spots downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you're in the middle of a movie. You know, it's impractical to run out and yeah, of course, theater, yeah. use the app, bing, bang, boom. I don't even need to leave my seat. Yeah, no, we, we have it in Vancouver, too, where we have the pay-by-phone thing. So that's that's pretty mm-hmm. useful. That's super handy, I like having that. But, yeah, parking, I think a parking parking is a contentious issue in any city. It's it's like that in Vancouver. We had that with the traffic when the bike lanes came in about, uh, what, five, ten years ago, and everyone was losing their fool minds over it. It was so, a running gag, yeah. Yeah, but I think everyone's kind of slowly starting to make peace with it. I, I'm, I'm pro bike lanes. I don't, as a driver, if I have to drive downtown and, like, people are, like, uh, cyclists are darting in and out of the streets, I'm just like... Ah! So I like having the bike lanes when the cyclists use them. So, so <laughs> people can at you instead of Vacation Impossible. What's your Twitter handle? People want to send you hate for being hey, pro bike lane. Flame me all you want. <laughs> C N D N underscore H I P P O. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Don't don't at Vacate Impossible for that one. Don't at me, bro. The parking and the bike lanes downtown are being such a contentious issue now that people are just not going downtown anymore. Yeah. People are stopping just going downtown and finding other reasons and other places to get whatever they need down there elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And, and the business will adjust accordingly. I mean, that's what uh, the businesses in downtown Vancouver had to do. And uh, I don't think any single business went under as a result. They just had to adjust. I mean, that's what you do as a business. So you adjust or you die. So you know, it's just... a blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. But uh, no, it was great though. Um, I do. I, I was a little disappointed though with the hotel because they kind of made it seem like because we got a king suite that we get a jacuzzi. We did not get a jacuzzi, and I packed accordingly. I had a bath bomb and I had bubble bath because <laughs> jacuzzi, and uh, we had a tiny shower stall. 
So that was disappointing. Well, though we did we did book but, through Hotwire, so that, yeah, so that they probably gave sometimes. us like the jankiest king suite they could give us. Um, disappointing is maybe too harsh of a word. I was kind of like, ah, yeah. Well, and <laughs> Hotwire isn't always the best at communicating exactly what amenities you get. Mm-hmm, yeah, true. it's part of the game. You got to play there. But yeah, I'd stay there again. So uh, just uh, some things that we have planned for this coming year for 2019. It's our first mm-hmm. podcast of 2019. Uh, so we're looking at possibly doing some sort of a trip in May. Uh, Mike has uh, requested some time off. So we don't know what the hell we're going to do, yeah. but we might find a week where we can go do something. Uh, we're hoping, of course, that there will be another Mari Marathon. And we're, of course, hoping to receive an invite to that. Um, but there's nothing planned that we're aware of at this time. And we've only just uh, locked in our plans for Gen Con. Uh, so, John, you want to tell the people what Gen Con is? Yeah, Gen Con is North America's uh, largest uh, board gaming convention, as well as other tabletop games. It's held in Indianapolis every year, and it's kind of like the the mecca for uh, board gamers um, in North America. In the world, it's Essen in Germany, but for of North course. America, it's, yeah. uh, it's Gen Con. Yeah, and so I had actually, when I, last time I was in Indianapolis for last year's Mario Marathon... Uh, Nate took me on a tour of their convention center, and it is one of the largest buildings I've ever been inside of wow. in terms of, like, I mean, not height, but in terms of, like, the, the footprint. Yeah. The footprint is enormous. So uh, I was just impressed with the facility, and uh, they were kind of encouraging me to uh, come along this year. So I decided to, when when suddenly the Indianapolis folks and John were both talking about Gen Con, I was like, okay, you know what, I think I'll, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we're going to do is an epic road trip, the longest road trip we've ever done. Uh, and it's going to be basically from Victoria to Indianapolis and back again. Uh, just yesterday, we were planning out the route and picking hotels. All the hotels for the return trip have been booked. Still got to figure out some about how hotels uh, along the way. Uh, Chicago seems really busy and expensive mm. on the way there, so we got to figure that out. But it's it's going to be amazing. So uh, Vacation Impossible is returning to its roots with an epic road trip. That's going to be great. And and uh, you know it's the first time we've done one of these. Uh, you know, in in many years, we've got much better equipment now. We've learned a lot. And so uh, we're going to be doing a whole lot of uh, videos about, you know, road trip tips and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to that. So Gen Con, the event, runs from August 1st to August 4th in Indianapolis. So we'll be around there. But 05 was the last time you guys did a road trip of any significant difference or a distance, right? Not counting, like, a Seattle trip. Um, when was no, the last time we went to Edmonton? I think it was, think it was 2011. Like something like that. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, we've done, we've done a couple of Edmonton trips. Right. But it they depends. get a fabulous is, is road trip. The, yeah, is that yeah. long enough to count as, as epic? I don't know. No, I think our trip down to L.A. was our last... Epic one. Quote-unquote yeah. epic trip. 2002. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a while. It's been a while. Way you know. overdue. And, of course, yeah. uh, we have uh, a cruise booked. Uh, so yes. we're going to be on the second ever sailing of the Carnival Panama out of Long Panorama. Beach. Oh, yeah, Panorama. What am I? No. <laughs> <laughs> we want to go to Panama at some That's point. what it is. Yeah, we're, we're, we're starting to look at 2020 cruises, and we're like, can we do the Panama Canal? We want to, so it's kind mm-hmm. of on my mind. But, yeah, so it's going to be the Carnival Panorama, and we're, we've got a family harbor suite, uh, so we've never stayed in a suite like that before. Uh, I have done this kind of cruise before. It's the seven-day Mexican Riviera that goes to Cabo San Lucas, Mazatlan, and Puerto Vallarta at a Long Beach, but it's the first time I've been on a ship this size. I've never been on anything bigger than a Dream Class, so... You That's exciting. All ports for me, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing that will be a repeat for you basically is flying into LA and sailing out of Long Beach because you've done that before. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, but that's in December. That's a long time from now. Yeah. Uh, 328 days. (laughs) As of this recording. So, uh, we'll probably book some sort of Ensenada four day sail out of Long Beach sometime between now and then. Um, we're just not really sure when. Uh, but, uh, that's probably going to happen before that. So, 
on to our first major topic. Um, it's what is, is it? Day like 29, 30 in 30, the U.S. government. Day thirty. Day, day, 30, day 30 in the U.S. government shutdown. As of today, uh, we try to avoid politics on this podcast, unless it affects travel. And this one absolutely does. For so sure. some of the challenges with the shutdown is uh, the the TSA are being understaffed, not because they've been furloughed, but because they're being unpaid, and so people are calling in sick, both in protest and so they can find other employment because they've got mortgages and credit card bills and phone bills and cable mm-hmm. bills, or just quitting entirely. Uh, yeah, uh, electric bills. And yeah, so they're, they're, they're either quitting or they're calling in sick uh, or using whatever leaves that they can mm-hmm. uh, because they're trying to make ends meet. So that is resulting, from what I hear, to uh, greater delays at the airport. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I mean, it, it's person by person, but the TSA can't be happy about this. The individuals who have to work Perfect. there uh, functionally uh, for free, at least at this time, they should receive back pay. Uh, but who knows when that's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, another problem is um, John is looking at getting his Nexus card. Uh, I'm really excited yeah. you're joining the team. It's the best $50 you can spend towards travel as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. If, if you're Canadian. Uh, it makes great sense. But um, there is an American um, you know, border services, whatever, component to that. Mm-hmm. And that part can't be completed during the shutdown. So uh, we'll just have to see when that resolves. Um, and now, now I've just also renewed my passport. Mm-hmm. I went in just the other day to renew it, so my passport isn't with me yet. It's going to be here probably within twenty days. I think they they told me at the passport office. Yeah. So now, which is going to happen first? Is my passport going to get here, or is the shutdown going to be over? The way things are going, I'm thinking you're going to get your passport first. Probably, and yeah. I needed and I needed to apply for the Nexus thing anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, and also the passport turnaround time has been I, what I've heard is like under two weeks recently. So uh, it might win the foot race just because it's faster than advertised. But yeah, I don't know. I have no idea where that's going. But it's interesting because like one of the other impacts of the shutdown is that uh, the Coast Guard is unpaid. Now other branches of the military are being paid. But John, you pointed this out to me the other day that mm. uh, the Coast Guard, being part of the Department of Homeland Security, uh, is not being paid. So that's the you know how many of them might have to do similar. I mean it's it, it's military service, so like they might not have the same options that TSA does yeah. in terms of like you know just calling in sick or whatever. But uh, you got to wonder how many how many people are being affected, choosing to leave the service, or um, you know just negatively affected them on an emotional level. And so like you know if if you are doing something out on the water in coastal waters and something goes wrong, the people that will be coming to save your life potentially. Uh, are not being paid. Well, so yeah, you got to think about the, the the amount of emergencies we've seen on cruise ships. Yeah, um, and the coast guards have had to respond. And yeah, so, we've seen helicopter like, rescues. We've seen transfers of migrants from like sinking rafts. And uh, we, we always try to show that partly for information services, but also because we want, we want to acknowledge the important and difficult work that the Coast Guard does and how professional they yeah, are at no, it. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, and, and, and now they're just not getting paid. So honestly, my personal thought is during the shutdown, if you can avoid travel to the United States, I think you should. Yeah. I feel like the president in Star Trek Four avoid Earth at all costs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, and, and part of it is for selfish reasons because, you know, there's going to be, you know, it could be less pleasant at the airport. Not that it's super pleasant to begin with, but. <laughs> But um, also, you're just adding additional strain by being one more body. So if you can delay your travel, go somewhere else, yeah. go to Canada. Like, you know, on a, a weekend away, we would often go to Seattle. Um, but during the shutdown, you know, uh, for a variety of reasons, seeing John, of course. But mm-hmm. that that's a factor why, you know, Victoria, we got to pay for a ferry and the hotels can be a little pricey. But uh, versus having to deal with, uh, you know, understaffed borders uh, and all that other stuff, yeah. I, I think it's just better to stay in Canada. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Canada's pretty rad anyway. There's Absolutely. also that. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> There's also that. 
So um, somewhat tangentially related, uh, Vindy, you brought this up the other day, which was kind of interesting. You saw this on John Heald's Facebook page. Yeah. So someone had been in a restaurant on a Carnival cruise mm. on formal night. and they... I, don't, I don't know that it was necessarily formal night. What? Oh, wasn't but it, it was formal night? Well, now I'm doubly upset. So, it, so what had happened, <laughs> I guess, is this, this Vietnam vet uh, was in the, dining, the main dining room for dinner. And yes, technically the rules say you're not allowed to wear hats at dinner. Um, it's, it's against the dress code because the, the restaurant will have certain kind of dress codes. We have um, videos covering that. And uh, this woman at a completely separate table was not part of the party, um, was horribly offended by the fact that he's wearing a hat, demanded, or there's two vets, demanded that they remove their hats or get out of the restaurant. Um, and they're, they were just like, nope, we're not taking our hats off. And she, and she said it ruined the sight lines of her dining experience, I who, believe was the... I want to know who she was trying to okay. ogle. <laughs> and so it's... <laughs> these hats got in the and, way. And the, the way I'm looking at it, and it's, it's, first of all, it's a vet. So as, like, go away. Uh, is, and, and second of all, it's a Vietnam vet. Like it's, there, there's, I mean, everyone who serves, they're all... You as well. They all are worthy of recognition, and we need to honor our veterans and all. They they put so much uh, sacrifice and everything of like that. But Vietnam veterans specifically, they were literally spat on when they returned. They had no services. They were like they were treated so horrendously. And we know and history is a wonderful teacher that we now know we treated our Vietnam vets worse than anyone else, and we need to kind of make up for that. So like a leave the vets alone in the first damn place, but also really really leave the the Vietnam vets alone. I think is my personal thing. And I know some people feel like, oh, hierarchy of vets and hierarchy of... And I, I completely understand that. I'm not going to try and gainsay that. But for me, it's just like, just leave them alone. Well, He's so, old. So here's, 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 here's what I'm going to say about it. One, uh, a gentleman always takes off his hat when he sits down to dinner. Uh, that's being one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so do I agree with they wearing the hats? No. But if they want to wear the hats, whatever. Two, uh, if somebody is wearing their hats and it's a no-hat dinner, uh, who cares? Yeah, like Who I mean, how does that affect you? How does that affect you at all? Who it's are you trying ruining, to ogle? What ruining, waiter's butt were you trying to look like, at? Like, what was going on? <laughs> well, I don't mean what? like for me. I don't. <laughs> I don't mean. I don't like when people wear hats at dinner either. I don't. Maybe? I think. I also think it's yeah. rude. Um, how you big know, was the hat? Yeah, it was a baseball cap. <laughs> and uh, like the, but the only person I have any authority over to tell them to take off their hat is my own kid <laughs> and myself. Anyone else? That's you know whatever. And I agree. A gentleman should and a lady should take off their hat. Uh, dinner but but this one woman she was commenting on it um uh, she was saying that her husband recently had um some like sarcomas removed from or, like from his scalp mm. and so he had like you know band-aids and stuff like that and she's like honestly i was worried it was going to ruin people's dinner yeah. seeing that mm. and she's like you know we were kind of like jokingly thinking about wearing the uh, kippas i think that's what they're called like the the cap that the jewish people wear yamaka yeah yamaka okay. sorry um and they're like well we're not jewish so that would be horrible like we can't do that <laughs> um so we wore a baseball cap i wonder what this woman would have thought the appropriate solution would be i'm thinking to pay is that the only thing that's left? <laughs> like, um, and it was just like, but yeah, you don't know. Like maybe he had some, you know, sores that he, like, I don't know. Like leave, leave the man alone. <laughs> well, and like this might be impolite or impolitic to say, but the balls on this woman to go up right? to a vet at another table, to go up to any stranger Anyone. at another table. Anyone. And to inform, like to, to speak to them at all is shocking. My take on that is this. When I see like those, those hats, um, I don't see it as a hat. I see it as a badge of honor. And I'm not going to tell someone Absolutely. to take off their badge of honor. It's my, my general attitude. And I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with John. You know, uh, take, you know, it, it's polite to take off your hat, but that's a choice you make for yourself. It's not a choice you make for other people. Absolutely. So that's right. Absolutely. 
but and some people were saying, oh, it's against the uniform code. Well, they're retired, so I don't. I, let me ask you that question. So, like, do, don't does, care if you're retired. What well, uniform code doesn't apply to you? Yeah, and, exactly what I and like, I don't, I don't. Perhaps you know, it's it's a different kind of mindset if you're an American uh, serviceman. I don't know, because uh, a lot of people seem to be agreeing with the people that are saying it's against the uniform code. It's like, but if you're a serviceman, because they're saying basically what they're saying, no covers and doors. I guess is kind of like the short code for it. Um, and yeah, uh, that's that's yeah. the general rule that when you when you're in the military, yeah. like when you're inside, you don't wear a hat unless it's in a specific there's specific instances where you do I guess if you're in full dress sitting, or something sitting like that, down yeah. for dinner is not one of them yeah right and right. so I don't know I, I think that lady needs to chill you know just chill and that's pretty much the overall writing uh, um, feeling uh, throughout I mean there's thousands and thousands of comments and everyone basically so we wanted like, to add one more chill. voice <laughs> But yeah, no, and I mean, to all the people that are serving or have served, thank, thank you for you. your service. Absolutely. Uh, and I no want to, <laughs> you know, and, and I want to add nurses and teachers to that. I'm trying to uh, do that every opportunity I get because I for think sure. that they similarly do a job that, frankly, I wouldn't want to do. I don't know that I'm capable uh-huh. of. But these are the things that make our, you know, uh, our, our society uh, more successful. Uh, I yeah, think, especially people nurses. in these jobs. Like yeah. I, I'm uh, like I'm doing it wrong. I love teachers too, and I would love yeah. to be a teacher, and that's mm-hmm. definitely a job I could see myself doing. Mm-hmm. I could never see myself doing what a nurse does. Yeah, you got to be no a certain level of badass in order to be a like, nurse. Yeah. You just have to care about people, and I hate so many. <laughs> I hate so many. People. I can vouch for that. <laughs> and just like the hours you got to put in, and the things you That's have, the and, and the, 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 the danger and the risk that you're at, and, oh, yeah. and how it's far too often, far too thankless. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But um, on to a, a happier topic, uh, I'm curious what everyone's top three travel destinations are. Uh, I'll give you a moment to think about that while I answer, because I see you all pondering, even though I okay. sent them the topics mm-hmm. in advance. Uh, my top three uh, is, um, number one choice is Atlantis, uh, particularly the water park. This is on Paradise Island in the south of Bahamas. Uh, it's expensive and it's worth every penny. It's one of the few places on earth that is better than the commercials. Commercials normally, you know, they shoot in a fisheye lens to make it all look big and, you know, it's only pristine and with the beautiful people and all this stuff. I saw those commercials and I went there and it was better than the commercials made it look. So, uh, you know, plentiful floaties. Where are you going to get that in a water mm-hmm. park? Uh, so for me, Atlantis is number one. Uh, number two is the El Cid Resort, El Cid Marina Resort in Mazatlan. Uh, I love it. It's got uh, my first ever swim up bar. Uh, it's got multiple pools, uh, you know, included uh, food and drinks. And if you go, um, there's a water taxi that takes you from two sides of the resort. And on one side, if you go outside the resort area, you could do parasailing for an extra $40 US, oh, yeah. which was an amazing experience. So, uh, and then I guess my number three spot. Uh, would have to be pretty much any any cruise. Get yourself on a you're boat. on a ship. <laughs> get on a, get on a <laughs> ship. Sorry, uh, um, but yeah, get yourself on a ship. Uh, pretty much any cruise. Uh, I mean, honorable mentions to lovely places like London, Paris, and Las Vegas. But uh, honestly, for my money, I like these things largely because they're so stress free. Because they're all inclusive, that you don't have to do a lot of work to go. You can just go. Uh, and that is, uh, I don't know, as I get into my old age, is something I appreciate more and more. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it would be Germany, specifically Munich and Stein. Um, I have family that live there. Um, I've gone to Munich probably about half or a dozen times or so in my life. Um, I haven't been in a really long time. Um, and I've been feeling, last year or so, I've been really, really, really nostalgic for it. Um, I was even kind of waxing poetic about it last night at dinner. Um, and after that... Um, Honduras, because I get to see sloths. Uh, 
I was thinking and, of putting that on my list, and I'm like, we need to have this. Yeah, it's gonna no, be, and, and, it'll be mentioned. And and, and, and and yeah, and like the um, Rotan, it's a really nice island, honestly. Um, and if you're not it, a huge fan of sidewalks, it's for you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the you know the port, uh, the the um, the carnival port specifically is a really really nice port. I, I haven't been to the Royal Club in uh, Caribbean, so I can't speak to that one. Well, they messed it up um, not too long ago, as I understand it. Ship crashed right, right into it, yeah, so yeah. I couldn't speak to what I've never been, but I'm, it's not high on my list right now. But I don't I've, know if they fixed it up. Yet. <laughs> I've I've yet to have a negative experience um, at Rotan. Granted, I've only been twice, but they've both experiences have uh, impressed me immensely. Um, I had and, a good time there in the rain. And I look, and you know, the first time we, my sister and I went to see monkeys and and toucans and black iguanas that you can only see in Rotan. You got videos um, of the monkeys. And um, <laughs> this last time we went to see more monkeys and sloths, and which was like a lifelong dream of mine. And I kind of almost went full on Christmas. Bell. Um, Videos coming soon. <laughs> YouTube.com slash vacation boss. And it was actually really cute because my mom was getting so emotional over me getting emotional, which was making me more emotional. It was a very, very cute moment. Um, actually, I think that specific moment was probably my favorite moment of the whole thing. Um, and then uh, next time, I'm hoping to go check out the uh, Jaguars at the French Key. Mm. Uh, poor poor Sam got uh, uh, missed out on that last time because he was, he was a team player and he came along with us. Uh, and but, then little French Key got... Uh, fell victim to a giant fire. Yeah, he. <laughs> I feel like I owe him a trip to the French Key. Uh, I did promise him that next time we went, we'd go there. Um, so, so, yeah. so what exactly are you offering? Are you going to pay for his excursion? Are you just going to let him go? Are you going to pay for the cruise? What are you offering? I'll, I'll let him go and come with him. <laughs> All right, so you'll, you'll be wingman for be, little I'll French be, Key. Be, there you go. That's the extent of the offer. We want to make that abundant. And clear. then I think my third one will be uh, Orlando as a whole. Um, Orlando's lovely. Orlando's great. Uh, there's Port Canaveral close by, which yeah, was we that's got awesome. the last time we went to Orlando, we were fortunate enough to actually see a shuttle launch which was it was a satellite indescribable launch. Satellite it was launch, yeah. it was a satellite launch yeah and it was it was absolutely it was indescribable uh the sound it was just pure power and it was like it ah. and uh you know universal studios is so much fun i absolutely love it and we went to we, we, we went to sluice which is probably one of my favorite restaurants um and it's this wonderful uh, mystery dining experience and uh the dinner actors, theater, dinner yeah. theater and their actors are fantastic um, and then we got to see, got to go to NASA, and we got to see the uh, VAB, which is like the biggest of big buildings. Yeah, um, that's for height. And that's <laughs> and we weren't able to go inside of it, but we it, got to see it. Which and it's again cool. like you you can describe how large it is, and you can see how large it is, but you still have no concept of how large it is. It's so big that weather forms inside the building because it is so large. Yeah, it has its own um, because about. you have to think about it; they have to build shuttles. They have to build the shuttles in there, so it has to be large enough for a shuttle to fit in and get out, yeah, um, including the booster. And yeah. so it's, uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I think those will probably be my top three. John, have you ever seen a satellite launch? No, I've it seen... is it is just like the end of the inner light. I've seen... <laughs> <laughs> it freaked me right there. <laughs> yeah, brilliant is definitely one of the words I would use. Yeah, it was bright. Um, so my top three. Yeah, uh, the UK. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. will, I loved London. I knew you put London on the yeah. list. That's why it's, I didn't waste one of my spots on it. These are in no particular order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and of all the spots I've been to in, in Europe, uh, I liked London uh, the most. London is uh, it, just, it felt like home. I call it the um, dessert of Europe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, of course, my leanings to go to a more exotic side. Uh, going to the other side of the pond, uh, Singapore. 
Uh, I would love to go to Singapore. Singapore was, going. was an amazing oh, time. I'm so jealous. Uh, the place is huge. The The food is uh, outstanding. Uh, yeah, I bet. The, the culture is amazing. Law is a little bit draconian. Um, yeah, but, that's the word. <laughs> but uh, I don't I don't exactly mind that because I'm not a huge lawbreaker anymore. Um, <laughs> anymore. Anymore. Like and and the last one on the list is Dubai. Yeah. Uh, I knew you'd so, say Dubai. Yeah. I, Dubai is like, unlike any place I've ever been ever, uh, it's such a unique place to be even just like you can spend part of your morning you know dune bugging through the desert and smoking shisha with camels and then your afternoon skiing down an indoor man-made ski hill and then spend late afternoon racing supercars around a track the ferrari world yeah uh, and then spend your night at a movie theater with a regular north american (laughs) english movie you know I'm surprised you didn't mention the Wild Wadi Water Park. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another thing too. Because <laughs> you've talked uh, about the, it many times. Yeah, the that's Wild the Wadi one Wadi thing I think was... in the world that might take down Atlantis. <laughs> like, I would love to do a head-to-head comparison of that one day. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the Wild Wadi Water Park was was pretty amazing. It's beside that um, seven-star hotel that looks like a like a giant sail. A sail, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, um, and it's. Man, you don't you don't go down slides. You go up them. Like they yeah. jet you around. Atlantis has a little Atlantis bit of that. that. There's lazy rivers everywhere. There's slides you can run the park that way. Um, they they give you wristbands that you can load on with with money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so throughout the park, there's places where you can get refreshments. You can you know rent different types of equipment if you want to go you know snorkeling around. They have a huge wave pool there, mm-hmm. uh, and you just you know swipe your your little wristband. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I was there, the, they were new. They were just introducing them. Yeah. So they said everybody who tries it gets tickets to a movie. Oh, nice. For the beta oh, test. Yeah. Uh, so I tried it. It worked. Um, any money left over at the end of the day, they just give back to you. Yeah, that's pretty common. Yeah. It's and similar like, to the sale and sign card. I'm like, there, there is literally no negatives for me doing this. Yeah. And I want to see a movie that night. So yeah. that's not Spider-Man. <laughs> awesome. Which Spider-Man? The first, okay, because okay. it was new then. Okay, it yeah. was uh, it was two thousand two, right? So sure, sure. Just making sure it wasn't three. because <laughs> then it was like you got a raw deal. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want my free movie ticket back. <laughs> and at the time, it was amazing. Yeah, no, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Dubai and Singapore, both places I absolutely want to check out, especially Singapore. And there's a lot of rumors that 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 wrist uh, strap thing is coming to Carnival cruise ships in the not too distant future, potentially uh, to replace the sale and sign card. I don't, uh, I, I don't know if it's anything official. I don't know about a time frame, but um, obviously it works in other venues uh, so mm-hmm. Carnival we're ready to do the beta test if you like we were there for the uh, on the glory when they were beta testing the hub app for the first time okay. with the chat function yeah. and so uh, they gave us the they gave us the chat functionality for free because nice. it's normally $5 per person for, per cruise, per cruise yep. uh, and it worked out reasonably well it's better now yeah no and I think uh, Heald was talking about recent, uh, talking about it recently so I'm thinking it's kind of do any minute now because like most amusement parks uh, major amusement parks are doing that Disney World is doing that Universal and Disneyland is doing that the Universal Properties are doing it um, I think Royal Caribbean and Disney Cruises are doing it so I mean it's really just a matter of time before Carnival adopts it yeah. I should say that Singapore won out in my mind for the Asian cities only narrowly over Hong Kong and Tokyo really what about have you yeah. been to Seoul no okay. I haven't been to Seoul I want to go to Korea and basically just eat my way through Korea I think that would be like just go just go there for like a month and just eat my way through. There's a back... president that tried that recently, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> so um, here's an unusual question, um, but is it ever ethical to sneak into something without paying? 
Uh, I, I've seen some things on the internet because I mean, we try to be about helping people save money when they travel, but sometimes it crosses an ethical boundary. Uh, and so my, my thought on this is, um, and we showed part of this in one of our videos, is I did sneak into a concert one time for free, but here's the scenario. Um, I didn't know about it in advance, and the ticket booths had closed, and the venue was not full. And so I think in that instance, I feel ethically justified because here's the thing. When you're a band performing, there was no way I could give that money to the band. The ticket booths were closed. And so I spoke to the person at the gate and I explained and they were nice enough to let me in with Mike uh, on the on Huntington Beach. And we got to go see Gin Blossoms and some other people perform. And so the crowd was a little bit larger. So they're performing to a larger crowd. And I think that's better for the band. I think they like performing to larger crowds and smaller ones. Did you really sneak in, though, if you got permission? All right. So I, so I think that, I think that's a little I mean, the guy, the, the guy who let me in said, don't tell anyone I did this. Thanks, <laughs> Keith. <Oops. laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flat out say no. I, 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 don't, don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's ethical. Yeah, uh, and because uh, and here's the here's the reason why when I see uh, rule breaking or law breaking for ethical reasons, I'm thinking you know you're stealing, you're stealing a loaf of bread to feed a family. Yeah, right. Uh, you're not doing it something for as a luxury. So if Fair you're enough. if you're breaking a rule to attain a luxury item, yeah, uh, you're probably on shaky moral ground. At <laughs> yeah, best. I don't, I don't you're, know. You're a prick. <laughs> you're, you're a little bit of a, uh, yeah. Yes. I mean, I yeah, that's right. You're a prick. Yeah, own it. Totally owning it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't. I don't think it makes. Now, don't get me wrong. If you sneak into a concert uh, like you did, you mm -hmm. know, talk to the guy, they let you in, whatever, however you get in, whatever, that's fine. You did it. Mm -hmm. I'll own being a prick you. in the moment. Doesn't make me a prick exactly. for life. We're not saying it makes you a wholesale exactly. prick. Just a, and I'm, I'm not, it's not, it's not, it's not an ethical thing to do, no, but it's a not. fun thing to do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was a little adrenaline rush, not going to lie. Yeah. And, and the fact is you're not really harming anybody. There's no harm involved. That's the thing. Right? It, it, yeah, no, it's nobody's being involved. harmed by this. Um, so... Well, yeah, I, I, did, I, did, I didn't steal a chocolate bar out of a corner store. I didn't do that. Exactly. I've never yeah. done that. I, I mean, wouldn't do that. I guess in your situation, I mean, you could have literally just stood outside the venue and heard the whole thing. We did so, for a I bit. Mean, That's how we heard Michelle. Branch. I mean, at that point, is it like <laughs> how much different is it than what? I mean, you either way, you're getting to get the concert for free. But now I'm know? able to show my appreciation for the performance by screaming and clapping. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would go so far as to say you were ethically justified. Fair enough. Um, in mm -hmm. in going, I don't I think I could have just moved along. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, but but at the same time, I mean, you got you effectively got permission to go in. Um, the the situation was out of your hands in that you weren't able to pay and you were willing to pay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so, um, but there, I guess there, I do recall recently, um, I listened to Philip DeFranco a lot on YouTube. He's like one of my primary news sources. Um, and, and he was talking about how there's, um, YouTube actually is cracking down on people who are sneaking into concerts and filming themselves doing it. Oh, and, and so. I did not know that. Um, so that's. I need uh, to know more. <laughs> yeah. And so, because it's, um, it's, it, I think it's, it's part of that whole uh, encouraging dangerous behavior <laughs> thing that they're cracking down on. Okay. All the challenges yeah. And all I did, I did see that new policy. And so, so that is part of it. And it's mm. there. And I guess because it's, you know, people are, you know, everyone's trying to get away with something on YouTube. And so that's kind of one of the, one of the things that's growing in trends is how to sneak into venues and yeah, filming themselves sneaking into venues. Yeah. Like these people that sleep in Ikea overnight or Walmart. Or yeah. Walmart. So mm. it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's weird. I've never watched one of those videos, but I just can't get it. I, I don't know. I, I've, I've definitely have skirted the rules and have, have done things that you could perhaps go so far as to say he's breaking the law. But for some uh, sneaking into concerts, I'm not saying like, oh, you're a horrible person for doing that. It just, it wasn't, it's not something that I would consider doing. Yeah, it can be a good it, person making the odd horrible choice. Yeah, it, it can it, happen. <laughs> and to me, it just kind of seems like, no, nah, I've lost my chance. All right, like just kind of move on with life. That's kind of the way I would approach that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, if it's a concert I really, really wanted to go see and I couldn't see it, I'd 
don't see it. Like that's kind of just the way that works, right? Um, so no, I don't. I don't think it's really ever okay to do it if you can get away with it and you kind of sort of have permission. You're in a gray area. It, there's a there's a gray area. Nothing's ever black and white. But um, I, having not found myself in your situation. Um, it was a weird I would one. say no. I don't think it's okay <laughs> to do that because I mean you are. Yeah. I mean even if these guys are millionaires, you are still taking money away from them, you know, um, and you're taking money away from the roadies and all the people that are paid through these things, right? So Ooh, I'll, challenge, well, I'll, I'll challenge that. Yeah, because if, if I walk by or I go was, in, it doesn't change the outcome. booth was shut. Yeah, right. There was no way for him to be able to trade for it. So there's no way he was. There's no way he could take money away from it. By getting permission to anyway, true. yeah, you know. uh, not, not necessarily you, 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 oh, like but that, like, not the royal, like, the like royal you, like the, uh, yeah, the general okay. you. Oh, yeah, like if you're sneaking into a concert and tickets are available, then that's that's you're, that seems to be. I think all three of us agree that's probably that's, the line. that's effectively yeah. theft. Yeah, yeah, I, and I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that ended on a, a yeah, agreeing it's, note. It's it's uh, like I said, no, it's not moral, but it's also not ethical. Right, and there's there's a it's not death. amoral. Yeah, but there's, not there's, there's 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 what, moral. What you, what you did was, was probably not moral, but it's, it's certainly ethical. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. There's moral, there's ethics, and then there's law breaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, there's plenty of things that are awful but lawful. <laughs> yeah. True. With with creditary Melber for introducing me to that phrase. <laughs> yeah, that's a good phrase. I like that one. It's it's kind of important these days. Yeah, <laughs> a distinction true. that comes up a lot. Um, so one quick note, um, we have been contacted by a couple of fans of the podcast and the YouTube channel about creating t-shirts and creating a Patreon. So I actually put together a, a t-shirt design that's available, um, on, on Teespring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, I'll have a, maybe a link in the show notes for that. Uh, so you can check that out if you want. If there's any specific t-shirt designs or ideas that you're interested in, let us know and maybe we can see about accommodating. We're happy to uh, do that. I always said I wasn't going to create merch and I wasn't going to create a Patreon until people asked and then some people called my bluff and so now it's happening. <laughs> uh, and so uh, I'm still like in the formative stage for developing a Patreon. So if there's some special kind of offer that would make good sense for you if you're interested in supporting us through Patreon, what kind of um, uh, perks would you be interested in? We just kind of want to crowdsource this and see what people... You know, tier levels and whatnot. Yeah, I think that one minimum thing that we would include is a discount code for the T-shirt. Yeah. So that if you're, you know, if if you're giving, you know, I, uh, you know, a dollar to the Patreon every month, then you get a certain amount off if you want to order a T-shirt. I think that mm-hmm. that's bare minimum. Uh, that should be easy to set up and maintain. But I'm um, just curious what kind of ideas and suggestions are out there, and we'll do what we can to accommodate. Maybe some behind-the-scenes exclusive content. Yeah. 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 Blooper stuff. I don't yes. know. Yeah. <laughs> a blooper reel. Yeah, yeah, we do, yeah not we did that, we did that, a, not that we're doing a lot of takes here. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's just a single take thing, really. Yeah, but yeah, well, not quite live to tape, but close. <laughs> uh, so we got a couple of cruising topics that we want to cover just because they're timely. And so uh, one that came up recently is Carnival's increased the cost for bottomless bubbles by one dollar per day. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it's kind of frustrating for a couple of reasons. One, uh, they did a similar increase. Uh, in I think it was what May, May of 20, 2017. 2017. So uh, that's the same increase uh, twice in two years, uh, less than two years. And so the first time they did it, uh, it was you know it represented like a fifteen percent increase. Yeah. But now since it increased on an increase, this one's a thirteen percent increase. That's well above the rate of inflation. Absolutely. So uh, in terms of a percentage, it's astronomical. In terms of a dollar amount, I know it's not a lot, but it depends. And you know. A dollar is, is has different meaning to different people in different you know means. But what really upset me about this thing is how they did it. Yeah, they announced it, announced it by putting it in the footnote, basically of a description of a picture that John Heald posted on an unrelated matter to his Facebook page about four hours before the change was to take effect. 
So he really buried the information. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's not cool. Uh, uh, personally, I don't. I think the way that they did it wasn't great. Um, and this kind of segues into the next thing because that uh, that picture was how he was announcing changes to the room service. So this was a picture of their new room service menu that you had to open the picture, look at it carefully to realize there's no free options anymore. Yeah. So it used to be free up until 10 p.m. and then you had to pay, which I have objections to because after 10 p.m. your options get more and more limited. After 11 p.m. or midnight, depending on the ship you're on, all that there is is pizza that you can get with a Caesar salad and that's it. So if you're lactose intolerant, there's nothing you can eat for the all-inclusive price you paid from the hours of like midnight till like seven or six yeah. or seven well, in the morning or something. if you're like a diabetic and like there's certain like the pizza may not be a viable option for you or something like that. Like I'm yeah. not really sure how that works. When they made the and change so- for 10 p.m. they said it was because too much food was being wasted if it was being ordered late at night. I guess maybe the stereotype is the drunk people come back from the club and then they order food and don't yeah. eat it. I don't know, but uh, it just it makes no sense to me. I think there needs to be you know uh, more alternatives overnight. You can go get yourself; it doesn't have to be room service. Yeah. But I think that it's uh, it's disproportionately affecting people who have fewer options, and I think that that's not cool. And so expanding it in this particular way so that nothing's included in your all inclusive price. Want to just hit that well, again? Well, no, the breakfast is still free. <laughs> breakfast, right? That was the only thing that they, they yeah. that they left. And so, um, but other than that, and again, the way they announced it was hours before the change was supposed to take effect through a picture uploaded to one representative's Facebook page, which is is dodgy. Carnival themselves did not make the announcement. Yeah, it was, it was John Heal, and, and, and that often happens that it, yeah. he's he's the he's the spokesperson to a degree, but he normally will post something and say, "I want to make you aware that there's a change." In order to know about this change, you had to click on the picture and know what it was about, or read the description of the picture very carefully. Mm-hmm. And so it was buried, and it upset a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So Carnival has reversed that part of the decision. Yeah. So the room service is still free up until 10 p.m. They've axed this new menu. They're gonna, I don't know, they're they're rethinking it. However, the bottomless bubbles price increase still went through. I think I think that's I don't I don't cruise at all but not yet we're gonna get you one day I think that's (laughs) just BS the fact that they increase it whatsoever I mean you've already paid how much none of that but how much does it cost for uh, for fountain soda. soda It's not. Yeah, well, I mean, it's cans. Is, is, it, is all cans? Generally, Even still, yeah. how yeah, much for does now. it cost? How much does it cost for cans of yeah. soda? Yeah, if you're buying it wholesale, yeah, we're talking like what, twenty-five cents, yeah, yeah. twenty cents, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Right. I mean, this is it's basically just a, a money grab. That's all it is. It's just a big money grab. It's really what it is. And yeah. apparently, Carnival has declared record profits. I think they cracked a billion last. Year. No more than that. Seven billion. <sighs> Well, I had not heard that. I, well, I actually checked out their annual report because I was making the argument. I was like, how can you report a $7 billion revenue growth um, and and then say we need to cut down costs and all that sort of stuff? Like, I'm like, you can't say that with one breath and now the other side of the mouth say that, you know, increase prices. Like, you, you both can't be true, basically. So that was, uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty upset about that as well. I mean, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, we're talking a dollar a day. Is it really that big of a deal? I don't generally get the bottomless bubbles anymore because I don't find I drink enough soda in the day to make it viable for me. Um, oh, and so, and we just, just recorded on our last podcast. I broke down whether or not bottomless bubbles was at a good price. Yeah, and then they like within weeks <laughs> they threw <laughs> off the math. <laughs> and one of the things I pointed out, and I, I think this is something you came to realize, is yeah. that when you're in port, you're not obviously on the ship drinking soda all day long. Yeah, and so if you have a lot of port days, that factors into the choice. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because you're not on the ship taking advantage of it. And so I can appreciate that. So like I got to redo the math on this again. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's probably still around the same because of what they charge for individual cans. Two twenty five. Can you believe it, John? 
Uh, <laughs> that's ridi- ridiculous. Well, I mean, okay. So uh, again, to kind of play devil's advocate, we went to Spoons today. That's how much they charge for soda. So fair enough. Um, but I don't have to pay to get into Spoons. This is true. <laughs> this is true. But I mean, it, it is a, it is a somewhat industry standard price. So two twenty five for a can of pop. It's I mean generally it's bottomless. It's a, yeah, it's kind of it, like the chain restaurants. They'll probably just do unlimited for like it three depends. bucks. Um, but uh, your prices vary quite a bit. Yeah, I. I it's not outside the. Normal I don't like variation. when I see two twenty five or two seventy five, whatever, for a can of soda. But I see it often enough that it doesn't like. I'm not sitting there going. You know, what, you if know, you're going to give me unlimited soda for two twenty five, I'll I'll buy that. Yeah, well, and that's you the know. thing is it's going it's going up to functionally what like seven or eight dollars now. Yeah, per day for unlimited. Effectively, and that's, so that's and it much. and it stopped yeah. being cost effective for me. Uh, after 2017 and so now it's really really not cost effective for me um so it's um yeah it's, it's an unfortunate uh, choice that they've made um i really hope they kind of walk back on it i think the uh, people saying i'm not going to cruise with carnival anymore because of this is a bit that's, on the extreme did they, say, and, that's ridiculous. did they say that about the soda or the room service or both yes oh yeah and they're basically saying that's, that's it little, this that's... is our last you know we've already booked a cruise like one person said like i have one cruise coming up in a couple of days um but i have like three or four more booked for the year i'm going to cancel them and just eat the cancellation fee and i'm just like but that's going to be more than the cost of the increase like that's just kind of yeah. dumb well, um, i understand you're mad but you're you know you're biting think, off your nose to spite your face kind of thing right? I, I think that that was probably bluster that they're not going to follow through yeah. on yeah. Uh, would be my guess Gosh, but I uh, I do find it, there is a bait and switch dimension to this as well because these are things that people have already made financial commitments for yeah. and now they're going to get less value out of it when the product is delivered. What other product in the world is that fair for? If you were to order, uh, you know, I don't know, go on Amazon and order 12 batteries or something mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and then they say, okay, well, we've, we've changed things. We're going to ship you 11 and you, you, but you already paid. Yeah. No, I mean, not... from a, from a, you know, it's not an equivalent cost ratio, mm-hmm. but in terms of a business practice, it's kind of the same as you are now getting less for what you, for less value, yeah. less product, mm-hmm. uh, but you have already paid for yeah, it. Yeah, they, they, sh- they should have kept it at the same price for those who already have books. It's not like they can't figure that out and be like, okay, you booked before the changes happened, well, you get the old price. Well, they did for bottomless bubbles, they did. And that's part of what annoyed me is they gave, it, it was buried and then you only had four hours, yeah. at least on the West Coast. I don't know exactly when they changed the price over on their website, yeah. but I, I pre-booked mine right away before the price increase no like even if you've like even if you haven't pre-booked or whatever like i say like okay, oh if it's an add-on like to you've a already cruise. like if you already booked your cruise um the and add-on. then the change happened and then when you're on the cruise you book the thing you should still get the the price it was when you booked they should honor the price the bottomless bubbles or whatever the services that you uh, that you would normally get mm-hmm. at the type of prices like i say they increase cheers um and you've decided uh, you know like what it because the cheers package um for those of you who are unaware um it's basically unlimited uh uh well, not unlimited. Um, it's, <laughs> up to uh, 15 alcoholic up, up, up beverages 15, a day. Uh, alcoholic beverages and then I think unlimited specialty drinks or is it both? I'm not really sure how it works. I think it's both. Um, it's, it's, Includes soda. It's, it's about $45 a day, $47 a day, something in that neighborhood. I've never gotten it because... Um, <sighs> Also, it's, every adult in the cabin. Every has to adult get in it. the cabin has to have no, it. No, thank you. Um, and so I could never make that worthwhile. So it generally <laughs> comes to around five hundred dollars per cruise, <sighs> per person. Um, and so Couldn't it's there's uh-huh. a lot of people that do it. I yeah, there is a lot. You you basically have to drink a minimum of like six or seven drinks in a day to make it worthwhile. Here's the question. That's just a bit much for me. Here's the question: though. What kind of alcohol is available? Any. Any. Yeah. So do they have scotch? Like top shelf and all that sort of stuff. I think so. Because I could easily drink five hundred dollars worth of top shelf scotch in a day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only having fifteen drinks. I th- yeah, I think it's. I think challenge. The only... yeah. <laughs> um, and so, um, 
can't remember where I was going with this. Uh, but like, so, so you'd say if you, okay, so say you booked a cruise December, 2018, um, January 1st, 2019, they're increasing the price of, uh, or if you book the cruise in J- December, 2018, you're like, I don't, I can't afford the cheers package. So I'm not going to book the cheers package. January, 2019, we're going to increase the cost of the cheers package and increase it $5 per day. Um, and all of a sudden you come to a windfall where you can now afford the cheers package. Mm-hmm. You should, I think, but they're going to make it like a fairly usurious expense, a change in price. I think you should, they should honor the price of booking, um, especially for something like a cheers package or the, the bottomless bubbles package. If that's what the cost was when you booked, that's the price it should be on. It's not that difficult to, to code it in your, in your pricing structure that you get it that way. I can't imagine it's, yeah, um, there might be some technological challenges. I think there's an easier solution for carnival. Supper using the rates all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they've got shareholders they're accountable for, and you can talk about whether that structure is a good thing or not. <laughs> But I think that part of it is that what they should do is they need to announce these things well, well, well in advance because mm-hmm. they could, there's no way they could do that for the room service, for example. Yeah. It's like that cabin gets it, that doesn't, whatever. I think that would be fair, harder, fair, right? fair, fair. And they're diminishing the value of the service that's already been paid for. So what I think they need to do is like before they release the 20, you know, 2020 bookings mm-hmm. is when they should make that announcement. Effective 2020. Yeah. Yep. This is what room service looks like. This is what this, this you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so it's bookings, before yeah. anyone's paid for it. So you know what you're buying before you pay. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I don't know about the legality behind all of this, but I mean, if people were so upset as to say some of the things that they did on Facebook, I wonder if some of them are, you know, upset enough to challenge it legally. I don't know. Yeah, I can't imagine that. But I mean, there are people who are sitting there like that were diehard carnival cruisers that are like, I'm just going to stop cruising carnival now. Because yeah. they're basically saying, you know what, I can get... I'm getting the those, same value. Those at, people are extremists. Those people, yeah, they are extremists, but they're basically. I mean, the crux of their argument basically is: I, I go to Carnival because they are the more cost-effective option. It's less. It's becoming less and less the case. So I can maybe go to a higher quality, quote unquote, uh, cruise line. Say, for instance, Royal Caribbean uh, Princess. And, and get better benefits for roughly the same amount of money. Potentially. It's, it's kind of the argument that they're starting to say. And it's like the math still says a carnival is still the most cost-effective cruise line, but it's 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 getting harder and harder to get that math to justify, like get the math to make that still be the same. If I... Well, and it's harder to do the math, and that's yeah. part of the thing too because it's more hidden costs, and that's yeah. what I don't like about it too because uh, if you just increase your base rate then people would understand that. That cruise costs this much. Yeah. And maybe it costs more than it did a few years ago, but like I think people would accept that. Well, I, don't, what, I don't see people screaming about the, the, the base rate. And, and that's, and that's what people are saying. They're like, if you're going to raise rates, raise the rates in the base and yeah. base price. You know, Don't degrade and, your service quality. Exactly. They're saying like, yeah, don't don't um, lower the, the value of your product. Brand, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. And I can understand too because, you know, I try to get people like John to go on their first cruise. Mm-hmm. And so a low a low base rate probably makes that more appealing. And so I can appre- I can appreciate that uh, aspect of it as well. Though. There's a four-day cruise coming up that's like $50 a day. Just saying. Yeah. Oh, no. It was, like, it was way less than <laughs> oh, that. Oh, it was less than oh, $33 a day? Something like that. So yeah, $33 yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then how much is it to get to the port? Oh, um, round, round trip, 150 bucks. 150 bucks. Where's the port? Los Angeles. Long Beach. How do you get down to Long Beach from Van- from Victoria for 150 bucks? Okay, it's oh, well, from Vancouver, from I was Vancouver. thinking. Okay. So uh, you, you hop on the ferry, we pick you up from the ferry, and, you drive <laughs> you <down laughs> and we take you to the, the, the Vancouver airport. Then it's probably, yeah, around that, depending on times and discounts and flights mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, and then from LAX, you just take like a super shuttle, um, mm-hmm. takes you to the port, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, and then it's pretty you can get an In-N-Out burger, which I've yet to experience <laughs> one day. I think In-N-Out's overrated. The thing about In-N-Out Burger is Apologies that to our California audience. <laughs> In-N-Out Burger is all supposed to be about there are so few options they get you In-N-Out quickly because you, can, you can't you can customize. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, eh, I'd rather have something better and wait a few minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. that's just that's just my take on it. I like Five Guys and Carl's Jr. Some other thing. Yeah, that's, fair that's, that's like, I do love me a Five Guys. Five Guys is pretty great. So, uh, anyways, I think that's pretty good for uh, for this uh, podcast. Cover a lot of a lot of ground. Yeah. Unless there's anything you guys wanted to talk about? Nope, I'm just excited to go to Gen Con. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be really great that's for my, you guys. That's my big trip this year. Yeah, the, yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, epic planning. We're gonna be going places we've never been before. Uh, I get to go out. I go. Uh, I get to go to Chicago, but not just the airport. Yeah. I get to like not be in the airport in Chicago, but like other parts of Chicago. It's very exciting. Yeah, I've been to St. Louis, Kansas City, Denver. Yeah. Uh, Salt Lake City, all these places along the way uh, that have never, like uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Well, oh, man, I can't wait to get there. to experience that. No, the, the fun part is that we're taking like a northerly route to get there and a southerly route to get back, but we never cross over into Nebraska. Yeah, we're totally avoiding Nebraska. It's just to circumnavigate Nebraska. It's just the entirely. way that the routes happen to end up. It's not intentional, yeah. but if you look at it on Google Maps, it's kind of funny. It looks like we're going out of our way to avoid it. Yeah. Apologies uh, to our Nebraska audience. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably get there one day. This is uh, this is probably just not the year for no, that. I, I can't wait to get to get to experience Rushmore. I went when I was about five years old and I still remember it vividly. So that was what, 30 some odd years ago. And I very, very, very vividly remember that experience. So I can't wait to you guys get to experience that. That's going to be awesome for you guys. Cool. And just planning then, this trip has drastically improved my US geography. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's where Mount Rushmore is. <laughs> wow, I thought it was way more yeah, east. Indianapolis <laughs> is way more east than I thought it was. <laughs> They're like, oh, we're going to cross, you know, St. Louis uh, Arch. I'm like, what? No way. That's far that far west it's, or east. It's, it's in the Eastern time zone. Yeah, I know that. It just but it, but it, but they but, call it the Midwest. That, see, that's the thing that confuses me. They call it the Midwest. But I expect it to be in the middle of the country, and it's like not, or at least kind of the middle of the West or west or of the middle. It's something. none of those things. But even like the other day, <laughs> I, I was watching um, a YouTube originals Wayne, uh, which is if you have YouTube Premium, check out Wayne. It's an amazing original series, probably one of the better ones out outside of like Cobra Kai. Um, and uh, that's actually kind of good. Yeah, yeah, Cobra Kai is amazing. Um, but they had this these this kid was going from boston down to florida and like people were following him and one point someone was looking at the map and they're going to like georgia and north carolina and i'm just like why are you guys going all this why well, I, I, georgia i understand um but they saw like they were looking at the map and like indianapolis was just a little bit it was still in the screen i was like what how are you this far east so uh to my indianapolis friends i gotta you gotta let me come so <laughs> i can learn your your geography more um, yeah. yeah, and while they're uh, going to be in Gen Con, I got an event happening on Pride in Vancouver. So we're going to do uh, Mom Hugs Day. Um, so we're kind of encouraging moms and and other people to come to Pride in Vancouver and hand out free hugs to to people who want free hugs because that's kind of cool and fun and get to spread some love. So that's what I'll be doing while they'll be playing board games so everyone's gonna be having a blast <laughs> and maybe even getting paid to pick board games yeah that's that's that was i, I will not be getting a, paid that was, a, that was a feature i didn't know about until i read more about the websites that sometimes they do play testing there and companies pay people to play test yeah that's but cool. they're uh, they may be difficult to get into so i'll be we'll close I'll be, I'll be excited to see the games you guys check out yeah. So anyways, uh, uh, stay tuned on all of our various social media platforms for all of those things and more that we've got coming up. So on YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash Vacation Impossible. We're Vacation Impossible pretty much everywhere. We're on uh, Instagram. Uh, you know, we're on freaking Flickr and Vero, things you've never heard of. We're probably there. <laughs> on Twitter, we're at Vacay Impossible just because of the character limit on mm -hmm. usernames. And uh, you can email us, team at vacationimpossible.ca. If you've got any topic suggestions, suggestions about our Patreon or T-shirt requests, yeah, absolutely. reach out to Bring us there. 
We're on Facebook and all all of the things, really. All the it, things. We're technically on Snapchat. I just can't figure out how to make it work. We're uh, grown. <laughs> grown people don't really know how to use Snapchat. That's just but, a thing. But I'm on the cutting edge of Vera. No, we're grown. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, uh, yeah, thanks very much for uh, watching and yeah. uh, listening, depending on how you're consuming our podcast. And uh, yeah, if you're able to give us a review or a like on your podcast platform of choice, I believe iTunes allows for reviews. Yeah, iTunes would be huge if you guys, guys can give us a review on iTunes. That's really, really important for us. Uh, we're on all the the, the podcast uh, supporting people's Pretty much everything. Podcast yeah. or Stitcher, Podbean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, we're we're on it all. Uh, we're on Spotify, which yes. is fantastic. Which is yeah. So great. yeah, if you have an opportunity to subscribe, like a review, and a big part of the review liking part, mm-hmm. it, it's not about our egos. It's not that you need to tell us we're wonderful. Feel free to tell us if we're not. Um, but what it does is the different platforms will um, show us higher in the search results and recommend mm-hmm. us to more people. So if you found something here enjoyable, then other people's might other people might as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get some value out of it, and so we just want to share whatever uh, help, information, or entertainment we can. And so that just helps us get our message out. That's really Absolutely. what that's about on Facebook as well. The comments, the likes, the subscribes, all of that. It, it, it helps us get our message out. And the message is we believe that travel is good. Yes. More travel is better. Absolutely. And more well-informed travel is better travel. It's best. And that's what we're here for. Yeah. So uh, thank you for sticking with us. And we'll see you next time on the Vacation Impossible podcast. Thanks see you for later. Listening. <laughs>